again, everyone. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode 366, and I'm your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. We are an independent website. We cover Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. And joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, as he often does, David Rowe. Dave, how you doing? Uh, Michael, I'm pretty good, although I was saddened at the news that uh, we lost uh, Pee Wee Herman. Um, you know, yeah, um, not not the greatest of all actors, but certainly a a a, a pretty big part of of us when we were younger. An iconic character that he created. Um, I guess it was just time for God to say, "Aging, Mister Herman." Yes, exactly right. So, uh, Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call. So, Paul Rubens, of course, was the actor, and yes. uh, he lost a battle with cancer. It's very sad, but, uh, you know. I couldn't believe he was, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I couldn't believe when I heard he was 70. I was just like, really? Just, yeah, it kind of puts into perspective how old we are. <laughs> it does, because sometimes you don't remember how old you are, and it takes something like that to remind you. So, yeah. Um, but, of course, in addition to, you know, the great character Pee Wee Herman, he also uh, played a very funny role in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Correct. Correct. So uh, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk some soccer here in uh, Let's do that this indeed. episode of the Mainland Podcast. We will we would we would like to talk a little bit of soccer tonight. And it's not a bad thing to talk about soccer when you have to talk about a 3-2 victory over a Liga MX team to win your group in Leagues Cup, and that's exactly what Orlando City did on Saturday against Santos Laguna. And it was a one of those weird games where Orlando City kind of looked like the better team, gave up the first goal anyway, and then came right back, and then it was kind of seesaw from there. But uh, uh, interesting uh, game, and we'll break it down. But you know, we started with the same old lineup that we've been seeing. Got the uh, got Pedro Galese, the the octopus in the goal. You got Kyle Smith at right uh, fullback. You got Rafael Santos at left. You got Antonio Carlos and Robin Janssen in the middle. You got the double pivot of Wilder Cartagena and Cesar Araujo, and the attacking line of Mauricio Pereira, Facundo Torres, and Ivan Angulo with Duncan McGuire up top. So no changes to the lineup, and you really don't need to change that lineup when it's working. No, not at all. And uh, as it continues to work, uh, I don't expect any changes going forward. Now, Oscar Pereja said after the game that he'd set up his team with the idea that really it was you're going to have to be good in your own third and your attacking third. And there's going to be a lot of transition moments in between for both teams. And that's exactly how the, the game sort of unfolded. Yes, very much so. And uh you know, there were opportunities, uh, especially in, in the offenses we'll get to, uh, especially early on. But, uh, you know, let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, good chance early on for Orlando City from a set piece that was knocked over to uh, Kyle Smith, I believe, who put it into the box to Robin Janssen, who I'm about 99% sure he was offside, but the flag stayed down on the play. We will never know how that replay would have gone because... Uh, it didn't end up in the net. Uh, Janssen cut it back for McGuire, who hit the post, and the first good opportunity went off the woodwork. And I don't know what they showed on the as far as the replay, but it 
definitely looked offside from the press box. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Still, um, you you want Duncan to put that in, uh, not off the post because you know goals change games. So mm-hmm. it would have been even if it had been called back, it would have you know maybe given him a, a bit of confidence. Not that he necessarily needs it right now. He's doing incredible. Yeah, he's doing all right for himself. I uh, I had a little flashback to the last time Orlando City played Santos Laguna when Chris Mueller had a shot cleared off the line in the first couple minutes of the game. And uh, yeah, it was um, it went on to hurt the team because they didn't end up getting the goal. But uh, in this case, it did not end up hurting the team in the long run. Uh, but Orlando City had more opportunities early on, more of the of the attacking play. Uh, Ivan Angulo looked very lively early, but the last piece of the puzzle was just not there for him Saturday night. His, his shot was laughably bad. Uh, Mm -hmm. he, you know, a little layoff at the top of the box, plenty of room to shoot and got it incredibly wrong. And then, uh, of course he had a, a number of opportunities to get the ball to someone else in the box and wasn't able to get the ball through. So not, um, not the best night for Ivan Angulo. In, uh, on Saturday, but uh, it got w- a little worse for him because the, at the end of the first half, uh, just a routine switch for Santos Laguna. Angulo doing what he does, tracking back and playing good defense. He's in position to take the ball, but he has a heavy touch. And that allowed Raul Lopez to easily take the ball away from him, dribbled toward the top of the box toward uh, Robin Janssen and curled a shot around Janssen that bounced in front of Galese and over his outstretched arm and in for the opening goal. Yeah, not the uh, not the way that you were hoping this was going to start, especially with the way the Orlando City was on the front foot. But, um, you know, this is effectively a conca match. And so uh, this type of thing is going to happen. Yeah, and I had some people in my timeline that were Pretty harsh to Pedro for the giving up the goal. That's one he would normally have, uh, says Twitter. Uh, but, you know, great job by Lopez to dribble the ball to the middle of the pitch to use Janssen as a screen. Galese not able to pick up the ball right away. But the all-important bounce is what happened to make that goal because there's no way that ball goes in if it bounces closer to him and he's able to get that hand on it, but uh, it bounced far enough in front of him that it got up and over his arm. That's a tough one for any goalkeeper. That's that's why you try to bounce it in there, and uh, you know that way the guy's stretched out, full full stretch. He's not going to be able to get it if it bounces over him. So, kudos to the opponents for taking the lead, but it didn't last very long because at the other end of the pitch. The ball found Rafael Santos in plenty of space. He put in a very crisp cross to one Duncan McGuire, who made no mistake powering his header inside the left post. And in the 44th minute, Dave, we're tied at one. Yeah, 10 goals in uh, all uh, competitions for the the rookie, uh, which is an amazing season no matter what else happens. And uh, unsurprising that Duncan is the one that gets the line started in this one. Yeah, and that's what you want your striker to do is a good diagonal run from him and got it in front of his his mark and was able to beat everyone to the ball and put it in the back of the net. That's what he he does. And then, of course, what he does after that, whenever he's set up by Santos, is he dances with Rafa Santos. As one does, sure. Yeah. 
He says he's going to have a different dance for every goal. He, he wants to have a lot of different dances. Yes, we want to see lots and lots of dances. Yeah. Uh, so they went to the half at tied at one, and it really could have been more than one for either side in the first half. But uh, it, in the end, uh, probably a, a fair assessment of the game to that point. Um, Santos Laguna looked a little bit more dangerous on the counter. And Orlando City had the better build-up play, the better possession, the better uh, sort of sustained attacking pressure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was 1-1. But in League's Cup, Dave, you better get your business done at halftime pretty quickly when Orlando City's playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely have to. So just one week after scoring in the opening minute of the second half against the Houston Dynamo, uh, the Lions did it again in an unlikely source for a goal as this guy has been just absolutely befuddled in front of goal. Uh, maybe Mauricio Pereira just needs to be a little further from the goal line because we've seen him miss sitters from two, three yards out. But from outside the box, he put an inch perfect upper 90 inside the right corner shot just seconds into the second half and put Orlando City up 2-1. Uh, first goal of the season, uh, or this year, uh, beautiful goal. And, um, you know, he, he even said himself that, you know, usually he wouldn't have taken that, but his teammates have been telling him to to try something like that, and he did, and turns out to be a good thing. Yeah, now we've seen a lot of misses in that range from him, but... Uh, this one was perfect. If you can just keep doing that, Mauricio, uh, you can shoot as much as you like. Yes, more of that <laughs> exact thing. Uh, the second half was a little more back and forth than the first half. The first half was sort of Orlando City uh, being on the front foot more than than the uh, opponents. But in the second half, it was a little more back and forth with both teams getting opportunities. And um, it, it so happened that the the goal, the next goal came the other direction for Santos Laguna as uh, just a, a routine header, really. Um, routine ball into the box after a set piece was cleared out. And Antonio Carlos was there, but so was uh, their guy, Harold Preciado, is one of the guys we talked about, a danger man. And he is just a big, powerful, strong dude and overpowered Antonio Carlos, got the ball in the net. They looked at it to. Orlando City thought there was a foul on the play uh, and uh, there was not deemed to be a foul on the play. So it became 2-2 in the 58th minute, Dave. Yeah, again, um, not ideal, but, you know, I I can't remember. I think you and I may have predicted that it was going to go to kicks in this one anyway. So I I wasn't exactly um, surprised. As a matter of fact, you actually had it at 2-2. And going to kicks, I had it at one one going to kicks. So at at this point in the match, I'm thinking, oh great, Michael's going to be right. <laughs> yeah, it certainly looked that way as we headed down the stretch. Both teams had some opportunities to get the third, but nobody was getting the third. And then we get to stoppage time, Dave, and things look very bleak. Orlando City turned the ball over at the top of the box, and when I looked down on the field. I saw five Santos Laguna players breaking forward with the ball and only three Orlando City players back. And I went, "Uh oh, this is bad. And just about a second and a half after I said second and a half after I said this is bad, Cesar Araujo said, 
no, it's actually good. He stuck a foot out, made a very good open field tackle, knocked the ball away, carried up the field, passed off to a teammate. A couple passes later, it's back on Cesar's foot on the right side. Cesar slips the ball right in front of net. And who's there? Wilder Cartagena for the goal? What the heck is he doing up there? D-mid to D-mid goal. Assist goal for D-mid combo. I, What do you even do with that? You celebrate, Dave, because it's a game winner as Wilder Cartagena gets his first as a Lion in any competition. And uh, it's nice to see Wilder get on the score sheet, especially in such a big moment. Looked like he didn't know what to do after that in terms of his celebration. And it turned out, as he told us after, excuse me, after the game that his uh, his, his kid told him, hey, you're going to score and uh, you better be ready to go. So get her, he, get, he get her on a scouting team. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. But, you know, I don't know. I wonder how many times someone's kid or someone's coach or somebody says, yeah, you're going to score tonight, but they don't score tonight. But you always hear about it when they do score. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a case of, um, uh, you know, bias uh, when you're when you're looking at that that type of of data. But who cares? She was still right. Yep. So uh, Cartagena avoids the necessity of going to penalties as the Lions hold on and win it three to two. That was important because if Orlando City had lost the penalty shootout at that point, and this was not our understanding coming into this game, uh, or at least uh, after the last game, they would not have advanced. They would have been out on yellow card accumulation on fair play rules uh, and points because... For some reason, that extra point in the shootout does not get you the head-to-head victory in the next tiebreaker's goals, and then it goes to uh, to fair play. And why did Orlando City have so many yellow cards? Because that was a crap penalty against Houston, and they picked up two quick ones right there. Yeah, fortunately, it didn't come down to that, uh, that tiebreaker. It did not, and uh, we are very grateful, and now... Uh, the the thing you get if you win group South two is you get to play another group winner. Nobody else has to do that in any of the other groups, but Hey, let's make Orlando city do it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think it was, uh, it would have messed up either of the other two teams as they had had done it as well. But I think that Don Garber was willing to take the chance just in case it was Orlando city. I felt pretty good once when Wilder scored the goal. I'm like, well, even if they give up a goal now, they could lose the shootout and still advance. So I was, I was actually feeling pretty good about it at that point. I uh, agreed very much. So getting that third goal was very key to making sure that they went through and uh, even better to, to win the group, even though it means playing away from home for Mm -hmm. some real weird reason, whatever. The reason is named Lionel Messi. And and they have to make him as successful as they can because they have a vested interest in his success. The league does. The uh, television partner does. The uniform partner does. So uh, when you have one player and one player from one team that is uh, there's a conflict of interest there, the the league, the, the TV partner, everybody needs him to have a good season because it benefits them. And. So, you know, he's going to be given every advantage that is possible. 
Yeah. Yeah. And despite that, we'll talk about that, that matchup a little bit later, but hopefully Orlando city can overcome uh, the, the world. Yeah. So uh, first win over a Liga MX club, Orlando city now one, one and two against Liga MX teams. And um, a, a, a great finish. Wilder Cartagena, you, you got to feel good for him. He's been a tremendous player for Orlando City this season, and it's nice to see him get rewarded for all the work that he does that he doesn't necessarily uh, get the glory for. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I felt like he probably should be on the MLS team of the match day, but of course, he didn't score any goals, so no love for, for Wilder. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, everybody knows that you have to score a goal as a defender to get on team of the match day, so... Uh, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know why you thought it would be any different. All right, Dave, here's a difficult uh, question for you. Who's your man of the match? Ooh, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think McGuire did a lot of good work early. Um, and, you know, Cesar and Wilder Cartagena did their normal, uh, workload. Uh, you know, there was, Mauricio getting a goal. There's there's a lot of opportunities, but I'm going to give it to Cartagena for work during the the match, but then getting that that winning goal. Okay, I am going to stay in that area of the field and give it to Cesar for not only providing the winning assist, but taking what could have been the losing goal, the losing play, and turning it into the winning play with that fantastic defensive play. And both of those guys were fantastic the entire game. So uh, I think with all things being equal, they, they probably deserve to share those honors. So you and you and I each pick one. And so they split the spoils. And that sounds fair. Yeah. Uh, I got the pistol, so I'll keep the pesos. And that seems fair. Yes. There you go. All right. Uh, that is, completes group play for Orlando city. They finish with one win, one draw, no losses and a shootout victory for five points. They top group South two, and Houston dynamo get through finishing second in the group with two draws. And <laughs> sorry, I just got distracted by drunk OCB for a second there. Uh, they are in fact playing as we record this. But uh, they had two draws. They had a shootout loss and a shootout win. So they end up with three points. Santos Laguna, the team that everybody picked to win the group, they go home. They go back to Mexico without a victory. They have a loss, a draw, and a shootout loss to show for their time in the United States. Yeah, hate to see it. And by you hate to see it, I mean you love to see it. Yeah, I do love to see it. It's one yeah. of the things that I love to see. And... uh Almost as much as a win in the Tropic Thunder rivalry. Almost. And that's coming up again. That is coming up. The uh, Like I said, the the reward for winning the group, you get to go and play Messi in his place on the road in the midweek on short rest, and they are rested. Yeah. You know, because of reasons named Lionel Messi. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, that will wrap our our discussion of the uh, group stage of Leagues Cup for Orlando City, Dave, unless you have anything else you want to add. Nope. Just uh, happy as a clam that they made it through. 
Okay. Well, we are going to do our key matchups and score predictions for Wednesday at Inter Miami. As we record this, it is still a TBA kickoff. We have no idea the time. We just know the place and the day. I I think somebody in Slack said it right. They got to wait and see what time uh, Messi leaves Publix on that day and, you know, take into account traffic and then they'll let us know. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about OCB tonight at New York Red Bulls 2. Uh, we'll just, we can't really finish the thing unless they finish before, uh, we do, which if they do, then we've talked way too much in the second half of this show. And we're also going to get to our mailbag box. We're going to get to all of that right after this. Dave, we're back. It's time. If you, uh, if you think it's uh, appropriate to check our mailbag box. Oh, I love the mailbag box. Let's do it. All right. Let's check the mailbag box. But first, I want to remind everybody how they can ask us literally any question. You can do it in a few ways. You can email us at themainland at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. At the mainland is our Twitter account. And you can use the hashtag AskTMLPC so that we can find your question on Twitter. And uh, also you can go to themainland.com and hit up the mainland podcast page. And there's a little form there, a little web form that you can fill out and ask your question that way. So several ways you can do it. Yeah. All the ways and just make sure that you do it. Just please ask us anything. We are here to answer your questions. It's the sole reason we were conceived as children <laughs> to, uh, sure. to answer your questions. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's start in the Gmail. Dave, I've got some questions here from one of our wonderful founding members. And that is Andrew DeSalvo. All right. Andrew DeSalvo wrote earlier today, in fact, with two questions. Fairly easy questions. Uh, the first question is, do you have any update on the returns for Mikey Halliday or Gaston Gonzalez? And the answer is no. No, we do not. Uh, we hope soon, but we're not expecting anything. We do not sit on information like that. If we have it, we will write a story or we will make sure that it's uh, included in in other stories like uh, game reca- uh, game previews and things like that. But we don't just sit on it. If we knew exactly when you could expect them back, or even a ballpark, we would put that information out there. But right now, they're both listed as out. They are both uh, not back fully training yet. So it could be a while. So settle in. Uh, I will say this. I The only update I have on Gaston Gonzalez is I saw him at the Aston Villa Fulham game. Oh, okay. Getting around okay? <laughs> yeah, looked fine. But, you know, okay. uh, if you hurt a hammy and you're several weeks out from hurting that hammy, you probably walk around. Okay. Yeah. Running and cutting a little yeah. bit different. Uh, question two. This is a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult, but it's easy for me. Did Juninho sign an MLS, con- MLS contract or are OCB players allowed to be called up for League cup matches? I remember him signing a short-term contract a few weeks ago, but did he sign a full contract? And the answer is no, he does not have an MLS contract. He, uh, like anyone else on OCB, can be called up short term, uh, but 
my understanding is there is a limit to what you can do with those. You can they can only play in a couple of games, uh, and he's made one appearance. And I believe they can only even sit the game day bench for up to five games, four MLS games, and 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 a League's Cup match or some combination of that. I think I think you can do a total of five, and I think he's either there or just about to be there. Um, but I don't think it matters because he's just kind of taken up some space that will be occupied by junior or so soon. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's not to say that in the future, you know, he, his, uh, time with the senior team won't be made more official. I, I think it will be, but, uh, that time is not yet mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. The thing is the, one of the many weird things about, uh, leagues cup is you, you can have 12 players on your bench. So, you know, I guess they're rewarding the guys that they feel should be rewarded because there was virtually no way that he was going to get into that game, but he got to sit the bench as did Thomas Williams. Um, and, uh, you know, they, like I said, 12 guys on the bench, Felipe was one of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's played really well for OCB. He may be in their future plans. He may yet get himself an MLS contract play his way into that but uh no he's he's not an on the team and he he's probably nearing the end of what he can even do as far as uh, sitting on the bench but ocb was home midweek uh, or on the weekend they because they played tonight in in uh new york uh why not have him sit the bench yeah why not indeed thank you andrew for your questions that's what i've got in the gmail dave all right. Well, fortunately, we do have some in the Twitter this week as well, or for this uh, this particular podcast. Uh, looking in there, we've got one from mainland contributor and friend of the pod, Ryan Smith, who says, who do you have in the League's Cup final and who takes it all? Feel free not to say Orlando City if that isn't where your brain is, despite knowing it's where your heart is. I don't know where my brain is. <laughs> yeah it's yeah i don't know that we're i'm searching I mean, for it well yeah well, i was just gonna say we don't even know everybody that's that's you know into the round of 32 yet so that's true i think we can probably um you know, potentially make some educated guesses but it's just guessing it's just like you know yeah. any team could get hot and win this thing um you gotta like liga mx's top teams to potentially get through to to the final but um yeah i hadn't really sat and looked at the bracket to to be honest with you i know um orlando's in the is in a difficult part of the bracket and that's you know it's not surprising i guess they i think that they had a fairly not an easy group but i think a manageable group so they they did get a break there but once they got out of that group everything looks difficult from here on out yeah, yeah, no fun at all. Um, I mean, like you say, I mean, your your cruises, old your uh, Tigres. Um, you know, you could see, you know, one of them making LAFC. Of course, is always uh, a possibility. Yeah, they haven't um, even played yet. Right. So you know, it's just who knows. I mean, really, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I, hey, Oscar Pereja's good at tournaments. It could be Orlando City, but I, I agree. I just don't think we have 
we don't like I say we don't even know everybody in round of 32 yet. We haven't seen LAFC play. Uh, there's too much uh, unknowns to make that kind of prediction. Yeah, I mean, if you want an answer for me, I'll say just, I mean, I'll say maybe Tigres gets out of the other half of the bracket, and in Orlando's half of the bracket. Uh, man, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good question. Um, maybe the revolution, maybe the Philadelphia union, uh, yeah. let's say I'll say Tigres versus the union in the final. All right. And then who are you giving the nod to in that? Uh, I'm going to say Tigres because, uh, why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to come. I'm going to say I don't have enough information to to yeah. to predict that. So that's yeah. that's where I'm I'm sticking with. But yeah. uh, anyway, we appreciate the question from our good buddy Ryan. We sure. Uh, we, just think well, he was he he asked that question, and we had no idea if Orlando would even get out of the group when he asked it. That's true. That's true because he actually asked, asked it, it last week. Last week, as we were wrapping up our recording session, and so he like literally missed the mailbag box by maybe ten minutes. Which is amazing because I mean, being on staff, you think you'd have a better idea when we do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you might you might suspect. So, All right. uh, anything else in the Twitter? We got one, and we we kind of touched on it, but I, I feel we can maybe elaborate just a little bit. Derek Christian, uh, a good friend of the pod, asks, "Can you all gush about Big Dunk Wilder and Perez?" Uh, or Pereira's goal for five to 10 minutes. I'm going to say there's been some time served there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, I, let's not do that for that long. We are already no. long winded enough. And let's, so let's say that we've already uh, used up at least three or four minutes of that. Yeah. Th- three or four, or if we're going to 10, we've used up eight minutes of it or so. Um, <laughs> he says, I assume that these are already on the agenda. They were, I just want to make sure our bases are covered. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, love the goal by um obviously love the goal by Duncan McGuire. Love to see him score. Love the backflip and the dance. Uh but how about that cross from Santos? Oh, yeah. Pin perfect. Uh I mean, you know, he Duncan did what he's supposed to do, get in get into the place, put his head on it, uh, you know, put something behind it and put it in the back of the net, you know, taking absolutely nothing away from there. But yeah, good good assist from Santos. Um, also just, uh, so happy that Mauricio has, you know, gotten that monkey off his back and put that, that first goal of this year. And, um, hopefully that will, you know, open things up for him. And, and because if he's, if he's somebody that they have to take into account more as a scoring threat, not just an assist threat, then that, that opens things up for everybody else as well. Yeah, I I think the great thing about talking to Duncan after games is that he almost always downplays his goal when it's given it when when it's given to him on a platter like that. He always yeah. says basically that's easy for me. I just, all I had to do was make sure I didn't miss, you know. <laughs> right. And uh you know, I mean and this was no different after the game we talked to them in the mixed zone and yeah, Santos is uh cross was amazing the goal by Pereira obviously was a wonder strike that you don't expect the captain is a very good passer and he knows it he knows that that's what he's there to do so he looks for it and sometimes to a fault sometimes he turns down shots he should take and sometimes he just misses shots he should make so yeah 
um, yeah, not uh, he's taken a lot of guff from us for misses he's done this year and from everybody else. So it's it's really nice to see him bounce back with a goal like that in such a big moment to come out of the locker room and immediately put your team up with a, a shot like that. Just a, an incredible strike from him. And, you know, I, I hope he's got a few more left of those in his foot this year. I do too. And then, uh, you know, when it comes to Wilder, uh, can, can we get, uh, you know, some kind of liaison between, uh, his daughter and us, you know, maybe mom can let us know what her thoughts are before matches, you know, so we'll, we'll know what to look out for. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about that was that Wilder didn't miss. Um, yeah, he's not the sharpest shooter on the team and it wasn't an easy finish because he was right in front of the goalkeeper and Lahoud's a pretty good goalkeeper, and he did get a piece of it, but it went through him off his leg and in. So, in the end, not that difficult a finish as long as you don't hit the goalkeeper squarely or miss the net. Uh, again, the the pass from Araujo is what really set that goal up, and I, you know, just the fact that he saw his teammate in there. Even though it wasn't like one of the usual suspects that you would know, like you got Kara in there at that point of the game, you got Ramiro Enrique in the game. Um, and he somehow says, Yeah, I see Wilder over there with his hand up. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Like literally gets the ball back, picks his head up, sees Wilder, and is like, Oh, sure. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm just still, I could watch it a hundred times, but that stop in the middle of the field with Santos breaking for potentially the winning goal. Um, that was huge, enormous play by him. And then to finish it at the other end with that pass is just, uh, unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I think we've gushed, uh, for at least five minutes. I would say so. That was some pretty good gushing. Yeah. So thanks to Derek for the, uh, the question. Yep. That is going to be it for the mailbag box. All right. Well, a pretty strong effort in the, uh, for the first show of the week. Thank you for sending in your questions. You want to get your questions in for next time. We will be recording on Thursday. That is the plan. So get your questions in again, email us at the mainland at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the mainland uh, with the hashtag ask TMLPC or hit us up on the mainland.com on the mainland podcast page with the form there. And please, Make sure you tell us what you're doing in the subject line in terms of what the question is for, because we've had questions before and we're not, we get the same uh, from the form on the scope soccer page as we do from the mainland podcast page. So we're not necessarily wise to what the, uh, what would show you're, you're asking the question for, although the question ob- obviously most of the time is obvious. But if you asked us something that wasn't soccer related, we wouldn't know which show to necessarily answer it on. No, we would not. And we wouldn't want to repeat ourselves either, but we wouldn't want to leave anybody hanging. So if yeah. you could be specific, it would be nice. Yeah. Just to put the show that you're uh, asking the question for either in the question box or in the subject box or whatever. Absolutely. All right. Another thing we'd love it if you would do for us, we would consider it a great personal favor. And that is to do what Orlando City Guy has done a couple of times, and that is to leave us a five-star rating and review. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Almost all of the podcast platforms have some kind of a rating and review system. Uh, maybe yours doesn't, but maybe you could go on a different platform and uh, and do it for us. Like if you did it on Apple Podcasts, 
we could find it easily and read it on the air. So if you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it. And it costs you nothing. And it takes only a few seconds. And it means the world to us. Yeah, it absolutely does. Nothing makes us happier than when we get a five-star review. You know, I mean, I've we've said it before how disappointed I've been when we haven't. Well, Dave, we do have a new five-star rating and review on <gasps> Apple Podcasts. Ah, awesome. It comes to us. It came in on Friday from someone named Pete Unknown. Okay, Mr. Unknown, what has he got? Pete Unknown says, Go City. Indeed. Love the podcast. They answer all the questions I'm wondering about when I'm watching the matches or reading Mainland Daily. Thanks, guys. Thank you, indeed. And we both kind of just pause there because uh, OCB, drunk OCB, is, is things are happening. Yes. And that was our next topic anyway. So that is a very good segue. And uh, we can now talk about Orlando City B because at the moment that we are uh, recording this, it is the 47th minute of the game. Orlando City B was down 1-0 at the half on a terrible giveaway that led to a long-range goal. Should have been down 2-0 on an even worse giveaway uh, that had uh, Otero completely out of the net, but they hit the post from distance. And now Orlando City B has equalized in the early going of the second half. So uh, with Red Bulls two keeper way out of goal. <laughs> yes. So if Javier Otero could stay in goal, but we could get the Red Bulls keeper to continue leaving the goal, that would be perfect. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a, the plan going forward if I'm OCB. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I would do. So. Um, congrats to OCB for bouncing back. We'll see. I have to see how it goes again. We will probably be done with this show before this game concludes because it's just past halftime. And, um, the quicker we wrap it up, the quicker we can go watch the rest of the second half, actually. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, we'll talk. We, we got another show for that. And, uh, and of course, OCB will be playing again this weekend as well, going to enter Miami dose. Those is that what they're going with? That's not what they're going with. That's just what I said because who cares what they're using? All right, that's that's a fair point there, sir. Mm-hmm. Who I even like cares? I, I don't. Mean, they wear an ugly color. They play in a horrible stadium that's not even in the city that's on the name of, of their club. Uh, they got special treatment to get a bunch of new star players to take a horrible last place team and make it competitive. Uh, nobody was doing that for Orlando city in 2018, 2019. No, no, they weren't. And, uh, I, I know I mentioned on the last podcast that, uh, the, the very nice inner Miami fan who owned the brewery and, and he was indeed nice. And he and I had a discussion cause he was doing the old, Oh no, messy coming is good for the league. And I actually was able to convince him, no, it's good for inner Miami. It's not good for the rest of the league. Yeah. It's good financially for the league, but competitively it's terrible for the league. I think I, and I think it's a bad precedent to set, to help a team. Uh, if look, if Jorge Moss could have said, look, I've got all the money. No, you don't need to get Apple involved or add Adidas or anything. Hey, then that's fair play. That's their, that's their owner putting his money where his mouth is and saying, I want this player and I'm going to pay him. But that's not what happened. 
No, and because of that, there's going to be inherent bias in the system that is going to go against every other team in MLS whenever they play Inter-Miami, and that is not good for the competition. And I'll also argue, money-wise, it's not even that great for everybody because, or it's certainly not great for everybody. Here's why. Uh, You know, we'll play Miami a couple times a year, and ticket sales will increase for those couple of matches. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Miami comes to Orlando City those games are either sold out or pretty close to it anyway. So it's, you're talking about maybe one or 2000 extra tickets sold. Yeah, um, it's not, a, it's where, not a big windfall. Right. But where it comes in is, is the league will get a lot more revenue from Jersey sales and that kind of thing. And uh, they'll get a lot of more recognition around the world, that kind of thing. But it, it really doesn't do anything much for Orlando city at all. No. It really doesn't. And I, and I convinced an inter Miami fan that I was right on that. So, uh, so close. Jack Lynn was almost in, but he was offside. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we will, we will talk about this. We should mention Moises Tablante was the player who scored for OCB. So yes, it was a, it was an excellent goal from the left-hand side. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we will of course have the breakdown of this game for you, uh, in our next show late in the week. Dave, that only leaves us one thing left to do. Oh, I think I know what it is. Key matchups and score predictions for Wednesday night at Inter-Miami at a time still to be determined less than 48 hours away from the game. Uh, we still don't have a time. Um, it's Apple TV Plus. Is, is it not automatically 730? One would normally think so, but... You know, they make exceptions for Inter Miami on everything else. I imagine they would do it for them on this too. Yes, possibly so. So, uh, your key matchup and your score predictions this is obviously a team that is playing very well right now and riding high on the Messi train. Um, you know, they say, oh, Messi makes everybody around him better. That may be true, but I've still seen guys on that team doing things they've never done before. And that just comes down to confidence. So, what Orlando City needs to do, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, is to destroy that confidence. Once you destroy that confidence, then you only got to stop the two really top-notch players they have, uh, Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi. And of course, you know, maybe Joseph Martinez also. But um, at this point, what are, you, uh, what are you putting forth as your key matchup? I, well, uh, I'm putting forth the destroyers. Um Cesar Araujo and Walter Cartagena, I mean, they're the ones that are going to be having to deal with the whole messy factor. And, uh, you know, I think between the two of them, I got a decent shot at it. Uh, obviously, the rest of the back line will come in. So it's, you know, kind of the defense against Messi and their confidence. Um, but yeah, so the defense has to s- step up in particular the D mids. And I think that's where we're. Orlando C can do exactly what you said, which is, is break down their confidence. Um, since this is a, uh, you know, winner go home tournament, I'm going to go ahead and say they win two one. You're going Orlando city two one. You got it. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. My key matchup is, is going to have to be, you know, whenever you play in a team with Lionel Messi, you got to try to mark him out of the game as much as you can. So that's the primary, uh, key matchup for me is is that again those two defensive midfielders sticking with him and some of the problems that came forth for Atlanta in their meeting with Miami 
was they did not do that. They did not continue to track Messi once he get, got rid of the ball. He's not out of the play. Once he gets rid of the ball, he's actually becomes more dangerous. Yeah. So if you make him get rid of the ball at the top of the box, you better track his run and stay on him so that he doesn't get the return pass back and get the easy tap in. And that's something Atlanta struggled with in their meeting. Um, so that's for sure the number one key matchup in this game. And the secondary one would be the forwards have to put pressure on Sergio Busquets so that he can't launch good long balls over the top and uh, and have Miami get in behind the defense. So those are I've given you a bonus key matchup there. All right, I like it. And your score prediction? Uh, there's no way that League's Cup, the officiating, Don Garber, there's no way they let Orlando City win this game. So I'm going to say Inter-Miami wins this game three to one. Uh, and at least one of those Miami goals is a penalty that Messi wins that is suspect. Well, you know what? That's probably a much better uh, um, intellectually sound argument than I made. Uh, here's hoping you're wrong and I'm right. I would much rather you to be right on this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not egotistical. I have, there's no ego involved. I don't mind being wrong. Um, when well, if you look at stuff. our predictions every time, we obviously don't mind being wrong. Yeah. You kind of get used to it after a while. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Like, we had a stretch there where one of the two of us was right for like a, a while and it was really weird. Yeah. It just something weird always seems to happen to ruin it at the last second. It's like, Oh, well, I'm 15 seconds from being correct in my score prediction. Oh, we gave up a goal. <laughs> or, or, we or, a goal. A, or a score goal like we yeah. did last game. Yeah. So uh, I would, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit before the officiating sort of calms down when it comes to Messi. I think it's going to be a little yeah. bit of time before, you know, you can actually touch a Miami player without consequences. <laughs> Um, they just, like I said, they have a vested interest in that team being successful and that player being successful, because if that team is not successful, even if Messi is scoring goals, it's still going to be looked at really side-eyed by a lot of people. They need everything to work out. Well, you, uh, you know, it's not the first time we've said it and you certainly are hearing it again. So if it does indeed go down that way, and if there's some sketchy calls, as I anticipate there probably will be, don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah. The key to Orlando winning this game is they have to score a couple of early goals, like get a multi-goal lead because everything is going to go against them the rest of the game anyway. Right. So get Duncan out there, get him another early one, Um, you know, have a, have Ivan Angulo, you know, finally, you know, track back and get, uh, you know, or narrow down in his shot and actually get one on, on frame and jump out to a two, no lead. That would be, uh, that would be ideal. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add or are we, uh, we good for this episode? I think we're good. There's, uh, there's going to be plenty to talk about next time. Indeed. So, uh, that will do it for episode number three sixty six. And um, not sure yet or if we're going to have a, a, a guest for the next one or not. The uh, the other thing I didn't mention, Dave, in the uh, key matchups and predictions is, is that 
Oscar Pereja said on Saturday that the team was going to go down Monday uh, to Miami, which to me is makes no sense whatsoever. Going to go, staying on the road an extra day just never seems to work out well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. You keep talking to him about not doing that. <laughs> keep talking yeah. about it on the uh, on the podcast, I guess. Uh, we'll be back before the end of the week with our second show of the week. Of course, we will break down what happened down in uh, Derv Punk or Daft Punk Stadium, whatever it's called uh, in Fort Lauderdale. We will have the recap of the game. Um, we will get prepared for the next game if Orlando City gets through. And we'll talk about this OCB New York Red Bulls game that's going on right now. And as we are getting ready to sign off, it's 1-1 in the 59th minute. Indeed. So we've got all of that to get to and on the next show. Get your questions in. Get your five-star ratings and reviews in. And we will see you later in the week. Make sure you read our stuff, themainland.com. Like us on Facebook. Like uh, Follow Dave on Twitter. At Mainland Dave, follow me at Mainland Michael and follow the Mainland at the Mainland. So lots of things you can do. And if you're a Pride fan, check out Scoperp Soccer. They that show is also on Twitter at Scoperp Soccer, and we would love to have you along as a new listener to that podcast and uh, and as a new follower to that Twitter account. Absolutely. All right, that's it for the show. The only thing left for us to do is what we do at the end, which is to say, Go City. <laughs>